Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Luca Nation, this is a repeat guest. So you guys might remember him, Anthony Raonado. Uh, he's a former MLB baseball player, very esteemed, went to LSU, and we've had him on the show before. Uh, we love repeat guests. We love it because the second conversation, it's – Almost better than the first. I don't, I'm not sure if it will be, but I have high hopes. What I'm excited for is to hear what you've been up to. You know, you run in, for me, one of my favorite accounts on the gram, Cards and Culture. Purely for an aesthetic vibe, I think it's one of the best run accounts. Uh, so thank you. I'm excited to chop it up, excited to hear what you've been up to, uh, excited to hear if you're on Top Shot and dealing with this NFT madness that we've seen the last few weeks. So with that, Anthony Raonado. Welcome back to the Luca Nation show, brother. Good to have you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I mean, it's uh, it's a it's it's an honor. It's a pleasure. It's always fun chopping it up with you guys and, and uh, spending the middle of my day. I, I love it. So um, thank you, guys. And I'm also going to dual purpose this uh, for my podcast selfishly. So um, can you guys uh, can you guys just I know you I'm sorry for your listeners, but can you guys just introduce yourselves just a little bit of what the podcast is about, kind of how we got introduced the first time? I don't know who wants to take the mic here, but just for uh, quick purposes there. You got it. So um, this is uh, the podcast here is Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Little, little was the Bronze <laughs> team right there. You got to love it, right? So Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. So you got um, Andrew Goldberg, my partner there, and uh, and they call me Cage, Cage Lawyer. Um, we have uh, – what is this? This might be 250th episode in, uh, in about seven, eight months. It's pretty crazy to Let's think go. that many. We do every single day a little bit of content. We do a little bit of everything, little PSA submissions. Uh, we do a little bit of breaking. We do a lot of talking. We do a lot of fun stuff. And, you know, we don't get a lot of, um, we don't get a lot of repeat guests. And I think it's because, you know, exactly what Andrew just was talking about here. So we're happy that he came back on. I mean, Andrew's done a lot of firsts, but, you know, he's nervous the first time around. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting usually that that first time. I'm always surprised that somebody actually gives him a chance the first time. And, you know, he doesn't really <laughs> deliver that first time. He's nervous. The nerves come out. And, you know, not a lot of, not a lot of ladies. I mean, not a lot of guests on the, on the podcast will come back for a second attempt at Andrew. So we're happy to have you back, man. We're happy to have you back. Andrew, what else would you like to add? You want to you tell the folks out there in, uh, in listening land about the Luca Nation Network? A follow-up. Sure. So, You're a giver. You're a giver. That. Uh, I've been burned, but I'm not going to change my, uh, my strategy. You know, we created this podcast to add value to our community and the people that come on to the podcast. So uh, I hope you feel, feel that after today's episode. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I thought we killed it. Our first episode, Andrew, I mean, your performance was, I thought it was great. Okay. It was my first time and I got a great first experience. So I'm back. That's why I'm here for the second time. It was, uh, you know, I love it. Man, look at that. So on record, yep, it's on your resume now, and we didn't talk about it before the show, so this is just genuinely out of the bottom of my heart, man. That's it. Um, but no, for real, thank you guys for the show, and 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 I think this is cool because my podcast, I'm doubling down in uh, in 2021. I'm talking a little bit more, you know, business, sports, performance, and really dividing those up and and diving into each one a little deeper. So uh, you guys, you know, and you guys check a lot of those boxes, whether it's business, whether it's you know, like we're talking sports here, where there's all kinds of stuff. So that's why I love you know, what you guys do. I, I appreciate the content. I actually realized, which is embarrassing. I don't know. We, we interact, but I just followed you today. I don't, I, th I guess maybe I follow you on cards and culture, I guess, or something, but cause I, I use social media, honestly, now, like just as a resource with connection, that kind of stuff. So I don't even know which accounts I talk from. 
um, cause I switched back and forth between them, but I thought that was pretty funny today on my personal one. Um, but yeah, no man, it's, uh, you know, I've doubled down on this cards and culture stuff in my podcast, connecting with the, the hobby community a little bit more, but also diving in on the investment side, the business side. That's, uh, that's where I really nerd out. And I'm sure we, you know, we talked about that on the first episode, but so just this, that kind of stuff, I'm getting ready to open up a shop here in Baton Rouge and it's going to be a little bit of uh, yeah, I think we could talk about that. I think you guys will enjoy it. It's a little bit of uh, I'm going to mix use space and then and, uh, I'll dive into that, but yeah, it's uh, that kind of stuff. And I'm looking forward to chopping it up with you guys. You guys always uh, provide some good entertainment for me. I love the best, right? And, you know, listeners to your podcast about, about everything, the hobby, the investments, the whole deal. So, so, you know, I've been in the hobby for a long time, decades, right? Decades, yep. literally decades. But the last three years was a resurgence of this, a renaissance, if you will. And one of the questions yep. we get a lot from our, our audience is, you know, where are we? It's a sort of baseball game. What inning is it? You know what I mean? You know, where are we? Is this, are we coming to an end? Is this a bubble? Is it going to burst? You know, like, you know, is, are we going to see a slowdown? And then we get a chance to get on with somebody like you who is just pure excitement, right? It's I'm building this, I'm doing this. I want to talk about this. I got all these things I'm yep. doing. I'm opening a shop. And, you know, we have the last couple of guests before you, we had on, you know, the founder of loop and, you know, the CEO of, of this app and that app and collectible. And it's just, it's amazing to see. I used to say, okay, we're probably in like the third inning now. I may be, I may be overshooting the running on that. It may be the second or even the first inning with all of these, you know, awesome, content that's coming out all these awesome companies that are coming out all these all these apps you know all these different ways of investing it's, it really is an amazing thing and uh you know we're thrilled to chop it up with you man thank you yeah no problem thank you again for having me and i and i i really do believe we are in the first second third inning. and we're in that we're definitely in the in the first you know beginning parts of this game and and the reason i say that is because you have so many people entering it for so many different reasons, you know, and, and I think the internet, the phones, the technology, streaming, all of those things are opening up so many avenues. And that's what I'm so excited about for cards and culture because, and I hate using this word again, brand, right? Like we, we, we overuse it, but I think we're developing brand equity right now. And that's what the part of our business plan that we're in and, and what we're, what we're trying to do right now, because this hobby is going to take a lot of turns. We're seeing it. There's a lot of volatility, right? Whether it is with, with sports cards, whether it's with these NFTs, whether it's with sneakers, like all over, it's all over the place and it's all about clout and it's all about what's popular and that kind of stuff. So if we can establish brand and we establish ourselves in the market, you know, of alternative, alternative investing, I believe we're going to be safe. And I believe that it allows us to be nimble when the market does shift a little bit towards NFTs. We okay. We can go a little bit more digital. We can explore that market. We can take some bruises and lumps too, because we're experimenting. It's new. And we're admitting that, you know, so we're just trying to learn and educate with our community and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, that's the exciting part for me and why I think we're in, in just the beginning, because there, there's so many different ways to play this, right? Like it's not just the, the buying and selling of cards anymore. And, you know, going to the hobby shop in your local town, you're, com I'm communicating with people in China, you know, overseas in the UK, right? It, it's, it, it's, it's a global hobby now and we're connecting in ways that we never knew we could. And these NFTs are opening up a whole different side of our brain. That's just, you know, mine, it's mind boggling, boggling, bottling. I don't even know what that word is, but. <laughs> uh, you mentioned that it's going to be a mixed use kind of storefront, right? What are the mixed use and is it going to be called cards and culture as well? Yeah, it's going to be called cards and culture, but it's going to be a little bit more loungy type. It's going to be, I would say across, like the vibe is going to be across between like a barber shop and a shoe shop, like a sneakerhead shop. Um, but there's obviously going to be like the collectibles um, behind it where it's almost like hall of fame museum type vibes, but then it'll be multi-use in the sense of we're going to have a little bit of a conference room. It, it was an old, um, 
like boutique, uh, like cheek store. So there was dressing rooms. We're going to blow those out and we're going to make it like a see-through glass thing where you can record podcasts and have like a multimedia station where we can, you know, rent it out throughout the day if other people want to use it for their podcast. But again, we're investing as a brand and almost like a storytelling. So we want people that are in sports, that are in culture, shoe shows, all these different things. You got a podcast, come host it at our, host it at our place, right? Just spreading brand awareness, spreading this awareness of alternative asset investing. And then we're even going to have like a Twitch streaming lounge, which uh, I believe stream Streaming, audio, virtual reality, a lot of that stuff is, is the future. And I don't really know which way it's going to go, but I kind of want to set the company up to be able to, to dive into those different markets as, as this hobby really, you know, expands into the digital space. Amazing. By the way, the first thing that comes <laughs> to my mind is I can't wait to host a, uh, an episode of, of our show out of one of your spaces, you know, I but then it. I said, you know, I've never been to Louisiana. The first time I go, I'm going to Shreveport. Hey, I'm not going to Baton Rouge. Cool. Forget it. <laughs> I was gonna say, wait, wait, you're gonna go to Shreveport. I was, I was just gonna be all nice and invite you guys down. Like, let's do a football game. No, let's do a baseball no, game together. No. But now you're nice about Shreveport. All right, that's, that's a logo. Go Shreveport. Come on, that's there, you're right. We'll that's reserve that's... like we'll reserve a 10 p.m. spot for you gonna, on our YouTube channel or something. I'm that's gonna all. Upset all the locals, but that's where the best etouffee is. So you know, I'm sorry. The how you know, I don't crap on Baton Rouge, but I can't argue with that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah man listen but again it's just amazing stuff right and here you're talking about building a community you're gonna have different podcasts different shoes the vibe Uh, it's just it's an amazing thing right because think of where the hobby was just a couple years ago it was uh you know an old man thing man it really was it was not something you were showing off it's not something that you were showing like you know you were going to card shows and it was you know like i say all the time old binders of old cards People, people yelling at, uh, hey, you shouldn't grade this stuff. I know what my cards are graded, you know, and there's no PSA, there's no grading, and there's no fun, and it definitely wasn't something that people were flexing, right? Now you're right. going to have, I can, I can only imagine, you know, the, what the page is going to look like, you know, the shop, you know, look at look who's coming in, what celebrity, what player, you know, what talent is going to be in there showing off what card or what they're doing now. And it's, it's, it's such a huge monumental shift. And if people are showing this stuff off now, that gives it legs. You know, that gives you, if, if I'm an investor in this, if I'm somebody out there buying cards or thinking about doing content or thinking about doing something, you know, in this, in this world, in this hobby, it just tells me this is not going away. So I love that's, it. I love to hear it, man. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. And the more people that dive into it every single day, we need, we see a new celebrity, a new athlete. It's just a win for everybody. It's an abundance market. The more players, the more athletes, the more people that are in it. And like you said, we're making it cool, right? Like there's a clout factor. That's, I hate that word too, but it is, that's the, that's the new thing. It's the new chains, diamonds, Rolex, right? Like, Oh, I got the Charizard. That's worth 500,000. This is a brick of $500,000 in my hand and people want to show it off. Right. And it's the, that's why I think NFTs are going to win. It's, it's the same thing. It's the collectible market. You want to show off your wallet. You want to show off your all these di- these designers that you collaborated with or whatever, or they're these limited editions. That's why I think it like, again, it's the first, second, third inning of this stuff because we don't know which way it's going to go. And I encourage everybody just to jump in, educate yourself first, but just jump in because it's, it's just a fun time. And, and you you'll find what you love, what you're attracted to, what, what's sustainable for you. Right. And that's why I love why I use the word culture in our business, because it allows, I know myself, I know in three years, it might not be the card for card transaction, making a buck, you know, in the profit, it might be diving into the NFT market and working with a specific athlete and creating a collaboration with an artist that he or she loves. Right. It's just the ability to, almost change the way that the hobby has been viewed by an athlete and a consumer. And if we can kind of innovate that space, that's what I think 
why this, why this market is exploding because that's what's happening, right? Is so many people are entering it that it's becoming that, that cool factor like you talked about. Stay with me here, Cage, because I could imagine that as I go on this tangent, you're going to want to cut me off. But so I will put it on mute and I'll keep it on mute until you give me like a thumbs up, man. I'm going to give you, this is a leash. I'm giving you guys a have your code. This you have it. your code. I remember watching in movies and they would say like, you never know where women hang out during the day, right? It's either Target or at the parks. Well, <laughs> where do men hang out during the day, right? So, you know, we go out with the boys to the clubs at night, but during the day, what are we doing? You know, we're going and walking around Soho, going to check out cool new sneakers, sneaker shops, right? Well, cards in a lot of way, kind of what you were talking about, the crossover between a shoe shop and a barber shop is where men ha- want to hang out during the day, right? You want to go, you want to drink a beer, kick it with your friends. You want to take a look at some sports cards. Uh, I could see your store, you know, traditionally cards are more buy sell, right? You go to a LCS, you have an old man sitting there talking how shitty PSA is. Uh, and he, you have thousands and thousands of cards. That's one option. But another option is kind of what you're, you're creating. And I'm really excited to see it uh, play out because it's a place where the guys, you know, before they go out, can go from like 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. to hang out, drink a few beers, take a look at cards, watch some sports, and just kick it for a few hours. And I think cards has that vibe to it. Is that, am I along the, am I on the right path? Am I seeing what you're seeing? My man, I think I'm going to clip that audio and I'm going to make it on loop on our Instagram because you hit it on the head. I, I And if you knew the spot that we're buying or we're, we're renting out here in town, it's the middle of Baton Rouge's most accessible spot. Um, it's the up and coming spot for young professionals. But right now it is dominated. I said it was it, it was a, a chic boutique or a chick boutique right before we, we got in there. It's dominated by all of those. So I am predicting that it is exactly that spot, right? Mom and daughter are going on Saturday morning, going to all the shops on Perkins Row. What are dad and little brother going to do? Let's go into this card shop. Kid can go back in the gaming lounge and go play. Dad goes in the front and looks at some cards that reminisce about his childhood. Or maybe dad just goes and grabs a coffee and sits on the couch loungy area with the sports center in the background while the kid just goes and dad can numb out for, for, for 5, 10, 15 minutes, you know. Um, but they can also look at iconic shoes. They're also looking at, you know, and we're going to have like, almost like I said, like a hall of fame feel. So there's going to be like Shaq shoes in there, you know, different memorabilia that's maybe not for sale, but there's a story behind it, right? A piece of art from a local artist. And there's a story behind why he drew that piece of art, where it got, where he got inspired from on a digital screen, you know, just like a modern version of what you said, like a guy's like hangout barbershop, but you don't necessarily have to be tied down to getting a haircut or trying something. If you just want to come kick it for a little while, come kick it, you know, and, and you never know who's going to walk in. Odell might walk in because he knows the owner, his buddy said like, you know, that, Hey, they got this exclusive shoe drop over there that only they only have in Baton Rouge or something, you know, just creating that little vibe there where it's like that kind of thing or an escape for guys. So I think you hit it perfectly on the head, man. <laughs> it I give you, right? I give you an idea. I give you an idea after the daytime stuff. No one's done this yet. So here you go. Breaking, breaking idea for the evening. Cause you're going to be in there 24 seven, you know, your girlfriend yeah. can take care of your fish. For you cage. Right, so what I'm talking about, no, 2, 3 a.m., exactly. No, but it, but here, you ready for this? You have that conference room in the back, right? You have that room. So, so guys, used to be poker night. Everybody used to go out there and play poker. Everybody, you know, gamble, blackjack, you name it. I'm waiting for, or maybe this is going to be your place. I'm waiting for the, the, the shop that buys, it doesn't have to be high-end stuff, right? That buys uh, a six-box case of a, a $100 product, whether it be a mosaic basketball blaster, whatever the heck it is, right? That comes out this year, hoops box, whatever. And you got six people sign up, but it's not a box break. It is a poker game. 
of the boxes. And you got a dealer. Damn. That's you sitting at the table. And you deal out six box case to the six guys sitting at the table. Everybody breaks their boxes. And they show the best five cards they got. And whoever got the best five card hand takes it all. And it's basically it's basically a poker game of break. It doesn't have to be expensive boxes, but it's, there's your nighttime activity, right? And you're the house. You know, maybe you take your, you know, your rake is, you know, you're selling the boxes to these people, right? And and yeah. and there you go. You just set up the nighttime activity for your place, and no one's doing it, but it becomes a, a another vibe. It's it's a, it's a take on breaking and box wars, pack wars, you name it. So they yeah. put some beers out there, and and you know somebody's got to be the arbiter in case it's a close five card, you know, battle <laughs> or whatever it is. But ultimately, you know, winner takes all of, of that hand. It's a cool cool idea. Dude, I'm stealing that for real. And like part of our, part of our thing with cards and culture is going to be, um, we're going to, we, we've already created like four or five different, like, um, streaming, like shows almost right on our YouTube channel, because the way I, again, I'm building this for five, 10, 15 years. I think everybody in the world, like Roku, all, all these, you know, and even smaller versions are going to have all these streaming services, right? So I want to have my own IP. Yep. We're going to have different shows. That's a great idea. If you want to come world in, I can't, series- I, World Series of Card Poker you just built for yourself right there. Bro, that's that's a I love that. And that's one of those ones like, yo, we, we can create a whole network with video, you know, like that kind of stuff. That would be cool to build out, man. That would like yeah. we should look into that. That would be cool. I love it. You always say we, and it makes sense because you're a team guy. You've been on team sports your whole life. Who are you working yeah. on this with? And more importantly, I want to get a peek behind who is Anthony. Like what kind yeah. of because are you, you know, are you the design guy? Are you the artist? Are you the businessman? Are you, you know, biz dev sales? Who's your team and what, what do you, what role do you love to play? Yeah. Well, for, first of all, I say we, because my business partner Vito and I, I wouldn't be able to do any of this without him. He's, he's a badass, and he's the graphic designer. He's the, he's a lot of the, the creative genius behind it. Him and I collaborate. The reason that we're so, we work so well together, we work together with positive vibes. And then we started doing this as a little side hustle. And he was doing some things for me for up and in and his branding. And it was just like, we had like this seamless, really good working relationship where it was, I'm a space cadet. I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of visions and things. Right. So he was able to decode a lot of that and just make my creation into art, you know? And I was like, Oh my God, like I found my dude. So like, it was one of those things that, you know, positive vibes. And I just had, we had a little misunderstanding and we went in a different direction and Vito decided to come with me and be like, dude, I want to go all in on cards and culture. Like this is my dream. I get to design and and draw and do graphic works for an industry that I know and that I love. He's been in it for 15 or 20 years as a collector, as a hobbyist, you know, just literally doing small stuff. And he just was always, and it's always ebbing and flowing for him. So him and I just came together on that. So that's my business partner. I got to give him a lot of love and shout out because I wouldn't be able to do any of that without him, but. I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear Vito's doing well, right? He does an amazing job. I just want him to know because I've I've noticed how he does the design. because we're all storytellers, right? But we yeah. storytell in different ways. I mean, Cage, you could listen to the man for hours because his linguistic, how he's able to formulate words, that's one form of storytelling. But I always admire people that are able to storytell through graphics and visuals. So sorry to cut you off, Cage, but Vito. No, listen, I'm here. I'm, I'm thrilled to hear about Vito. Vito and I go way back in Brooklyn, and then he got in trouble with the law for a while, like a couple <laughs> years ago. And I was wondering where he ended up, but obviously they moved him down to. Uh, to Louisiana, he got, here he's doing he got well. with Anthony Renato, you know what I'm saying? Vito and <laughs> Renato. <laughs> they, they moved him down. I mean, you guys are you the only Italians in the whole state. I mean, what's going on over there? Ready for this one? He's, he's Canadian. Oh, that's amazing. 
Yeah, I was just Canada, for your reaction. Canada by way of Brooklyn. There's no one that's, there via. That's amazing. That's good. Listen, but but Andrew, he you know you hit the you hit the nail on the head, right? So it is it is that visual stuff. And I'll tell you, the first time we had you on, you know, Andrew was like, "I'm going to bring this guy on," and you have to see the page. It's it's amazing. There's the visuals on the visuals on it are great. So so definitely let him know. It, it is it, he, whatever it is he's doing because I don't understand it. Whatever he's doing, it's working. So can I, uh, I, I agree. Right? Can I ask a selfish question just for us? So we're building yes. a brand as well. And we have a team, yep. we have Cage, we have Gavin, we have a team, we're growing, we're adding designers, creatives. This team hasn't let me live this one comment down. I love when our feed looks professional. I love when our feed looks clean. And they're like, yeah. you overrate how clean a feed needs to look, you know, getting scolded by your parents is what it feels like every time I say, I just want our feed to look professional. How important is that? I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm giving you Anthony doesn't care. You. No, no, I do. Actually, I do. I do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I do. I think it is like crazy, crazy important. So for me, the way I look at a grid feed is a landing page nowadays, almost like the way that we looked at websites five, 10 years ago. Like, oh, do you have a web page? Like, that's kind of what I think an Instagram feed is because like, that's your first reaction. People's attention spans are so quick now. So they're going to, they might click on your thing from anywhere, right? If you're tagged in something and you got to be able to grab their attention within that split second of like the first nine posts. And it's, our brains have evolved now so quick that we know exactly what we're getting when we look at that grid. So if your brand isn't saying exactly what you want it to say in those first nine posts, I think it's a crazy, you're missing a crazy valuable opportunity. So I think it's actually really important. And I think it's something that I'm, that's why I doubled down on my podcast this year. And like, I think like subtle branding like that is so important in a world of like attention and things like that. So I think it's really important. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, I love it. I think it's great. But what he's leaving out is is what he wanted to do was pin to the top of it this this one piece of content. It was him at a bar. I think it was called the Blue Oyster Bar. And it was like there's music in the background. Like, bah, 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 bah. And it was him. And there were a bunch of guys dressed in like old leather, a couple of police. There was an Indian, a construction where It was like a weird thing. Like I was like, that's not a clean feed. That's like a weird thing to have pinned right up there, Andrew. So we just went in a different direction. We just, you know, it's just a different thing. I think first impressions, you know, last lifetime, and I agree with Anthony, like a feed, (laughs) nine squares, uh, your first nine posts that people see, it it would be the equivalent, you know, if you have one nice post, it's like an equivalent of wearing a nice tie, but you're wearing shorts with it. You're not wearing the full suit. So I see the feed as, you know, you're come, you're buttoned up, you're presented, you look clean, you look nice. That's how I, I, I that actually hit home at me, man, because sometimes I, you know, I wear a nice, you know, shirt, whatever it is, but I do half of these podcast episodes I've done literally with with no pants on. I'm guilty right now. I'm I'm, I'm limited in the pants department right now, but I like the shirt that I'm wearing. I'm proud of it. That's it. That's it. So I love the Zooms. I get it. Zoom is the way of the future, man. That's going to be weird. You know, I'm going to go back to work one day and forget my pants. I'm going to, you know, get on the train. Yeah, the suit jacket on, the tie, no pants. It's going to be very weird. You guys, you guys didn't even know, but I have my puppy on my lap right now. She's been sitting here the whole time. You have no idea. It's so Same. funny. She's, uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do when I have to actually do interviews in person. I can't have my dog on my lap. It's a comfort thing, you know? <laughs> I only had two options before about your fish, and I hope we got that in the beginning of the podcast. I don't cut that out, but two options of how the fish got, but now I know there's a dog, you know? I mean, there's option three, maybe, you know, dog with a little seafood for dinner. And she did jump up the day before. She was checking it out when I was putting the f- uh, the fish fish food in. So it could, ah, you're right. Damn it! <laughs> it's awesome stuff, man. Gotta love it. 
All right, Andrew. I'm, I, I don't want to derail it completely, yeah, but go for it. You picked up. So when we last had you on the episode, you gave our Luka Nation one of the, their favorite plays. We got so many DMs for this. It was the trio card. Remember? You talked about that yep. card, how undervalued it was. Uh, yep. Onik, you were 100% right. I think that card went 3, 4, 5x since we spoke. Yeah. What's another? What's your recent pickup? All right, you ready for this one? What I'm on right now, and uh, I don't – we'll see, but – I'm really fascinated with art of like iconic, um, you know, like greats basically. So I went into the market. So right around the Super Bowl time, I saw this commercial and it really inspired me again. Like, this is what I love about the art market. I could be totally wrong, but for me still, my inventory looks beautiful right now and I love it. Right. So I saw the commercial, it was like in Muhammad Ali and Serena Williams. And I'm like, dude, there's gotta be Serena Williams cards like out there. So I started looking at Serena, right. I started. So basically long story short, I came across some Muhammad Ali cards that I really love, some Tyson cards that I really love and some tennis cards. So I dove into the tennis market. So I, I, I've invested into Andre Agassi, um, Roger Federer and Serena Williams a little bit. So I have those that I'm going to diversify a little bit with, but then the artwork of like great. So I bought this Muhammad Ali PSA 10. Uh, I got, I, I should have brought it. It's like, a, it's called like Venusaur or something. Uh, but basically it's a, it's a sick, sick, like cartoon drawing of him and he's like floating with butterflies, you know, underneath him and, and, or, and like stingers as his, uh, like gloves. And I just thought it was, I think I tweeted or posted about it. It's from the seventies, right? It's like, it's not Venusaur, which is a Pokemon. Right. Right, Exactly. I know what you're talking about. It's cool. It's got like a little bee and a butterfly. Cause you know, like a butterfly thing, like a bee, it's a little artwork of them. Exactly. Cool and that's kind of like, the things that, yeah, exactly. So I, I'm trying to think ahead on trends of like, Hey, look, people are entering this market. They're going to be thinking of, you know, their greats, nostalgic feels, things that they've been attracted to iconic moments, things like that. So for me, and especially on like, when you're trying to play bigger margins and stuff, that's what I'm trying to go on. I'm trying to find those at a good value, two, three, four thousand $4,000 and trying to find somebody that'll see the value at 7,000, 8,000 up to maybe $10,000 or something like that, where I'm making pretty good margins. So that's kind of my new, my new play right there. And I invested heavily into like a, into a Serena glossy of her 03 net pro. And there's only a, it's a, it's a pop four of the PSA 10. So like, I love that play and I'm going to hang on to that one for a while. And hopefully like maybe somebody from collectible or somebody will, you know, want that for one of their fractional investing sites as this market kind of appreciates. And that's, that's one of my bigger ones that I'm sitting on right now. Glad you went there. So if you guys are listening, it's the 1979, the Norlandis. That's it. I kind of want to go grab it. Can I go grab it really quick? of sport number three what are you saying what are you saying i kind of want to go grab it just to show the camera because it's one of, it really is one of my favorite ones please do but i want to uh, please do right after this yeah. but you mentioned collectible one of the cool yeah. things that i expect to see i it's a no-brainer right so we have all of these iconic cards right that people are investing in uh ted williams psa was the last one i invested in on uh the collectible fc but think awesome. about it, these cards need to be housed somewhere right why not create a museum out of it, right? Out of these museum pieces, why not have a collectible museum or a partnership with a cards and culture store like yours all around the country, right? You have, you know, three, four, five iconic cards sponsored by collectible housed at a store like yours. And now these are museum pieces, right? They're not for sale. They're not for buy. They're insured. They're protected. But now, not only can you invest in fractional ownership on the app, but you could actually go somewhere and see them. So let's say you're flying into New York, you're say you're flying into LA, you're flying into Baton Rouge, well, collectibles across the country. Why not have a few cards there with partnerships like stores like yours? I think it's a no-brainer. It'd be awesome. 
Dude, I feel like you, I, mu- I must have sent you the business plan because that's literally like part of our model here. In ba- so we were originally thinking about doing retail investing, you know, like having like these iconic things and doing that where, hey, look, or you, hey, you stumble up across this store in Baton Rouge, right? And you're like, wait, there's this Michael Jordan card. I don't know shit about cards, but I do know Michael Jordan. And I know I've heard this on the news, right? And then there's an iPad right in the wall, right there in this vault that you can buy shares right there or like get a notification or take a scan. Hey, when shares are available, like this is, you'll get a notification. Like, so, and I, and I kind of jacked the idea from, I think Otis already does it something like that, where they have their vault in New York city or something like that. But basically they have a vault and it's like a museum and you can go visit your artwork. And that's the way I always thought of cards and culture was, Hey, I can always, I can, I can invest in my phone, but always go see this. And it's right here. It's almost like I can touch it. It's got that, but I can't really touch it, you know, but at least I know what I'm investing into. So bro, you, again, you are, you understand my business model, which excites me and, and gets me going, obviously. For a time, they talked about e-commerce, but e-commerce quickly turned to like omnipresent, right? You want to be, you want to be on the internet, but you also want to be in person. Like, and I think that connection is really exciting for people uh, in a variety of ways. So I love that you're thinking about that. Yeah, no, you get it, man. I'm so glad that you get it. That's awesome. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Well, you you also talked about performance. So something that I've noticed is my success investing in sports cards is directly linked with my daily habits specifically with exercise uh yeah like to a t my sister called me out on this she's like why haven't you been exercising those last few weeks uh but it's there's something about you know being disciplined in the sport and having discipline in your day-to-day habits that completely transfers over to good investing and making the right decisions or do you as an athlete see that as well I'm, if you're asking me, I'm going to nerd out for a split second because that's the whole thing that I love about performance, right? Is, um, and I, and I always approach performance and I always kind of did when I was playing, I just didn't really know the science behind it, but I always approach performance from a brain perspective or a mind perspective. Right. Um, and when I say that, when I was playing, I was always like, I always took pride in my mental strength or whatever. Right. But now I believe if your brain is operating properly, you're going to perform properly. And that's, exactly what you're saying. Your job is dependent on making good decisions on buying at the right time of knowing the market, being able to analyze things. Right. And that's all a decision thing that's happening in a certain part of your brain. When you exercise, there are endorphins. That's why you you hear a lot of people, I got to go work out. I'm going to go work out. It's going to make me feel better. Right. Like it is, there's science, like there's endorphins that your brain produces called BDNF brain derived nootropic factors that are released into your brain that actually help your brain recover and become more neuroplastic, which basically means like you can regrow parts of your brain. So if you're trying to do these things, like make better decisions, become more analytic, you know, that kind of store data, remember things, obviously these kinds of endorphins and neurotransmitters are going to allow you to do that and create better synapses. Right. So that's my big thing is, is, is if your brain is operating properly, you're making the right decisions, which means you're not going to grab that piece of pizza or that ice cream, right? You're going to have the discipline to not do that. And then maybe you're going to get better sleep that night, which means you're going to have better rest and decision-making in the morning. Oh, you're picking stocks that day. Oh, you're picking cards that day. You're trying to decide which player to invest in your brain's operating properly. And you're seeing clearly, and you have that clarity that you're looking for to make those, you know, um, those decisions. So I, we've I, just, they, he's just now pinpointed things. exactly why I can't make money in this. Especially in like Baton Rouge here. I mean, forget about it. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go exercise. I'm going to pull boy Lloyd's man. I'm gonna have some breakfast. Forget Dude, about that's, it. But, 
Yeah, I do that. But then that's why I own a gym, man. It's like responsibility. It's yeah. accountability. Hey, you own a gym. You got to go work out at least. So that's my thing is like, I play for the tie every day. I just go eat my, eat my food, drink my beer, do whatever. But at least I go to the gym in the morning and I burn it off. It's all play for the tie. And that's what we do here in Louisiana. It's beautiful. I like it. Play for the tie. Listen, yeah. I can't Louisiana. I'd be like, I'm already like 500 pounds. I'd be like 700 pounds. In Louisiana. <laughs> oh, you fit in down here. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of overweight people here. We're all like, very happy. That's it. That's it. We're happy. And, and they got inside indoor dining back now. Forget about it. I'd be like oh, crawfish, yeah. gumbo. I would have gumbo breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't even care. I mean, I don't know if you're a beer drinker or you're an alcohol drinker, but they encourage that at all times here. So <laughs> <laughs> why shouldn't they? But yeah, yeah I mean, right? listen, a- you're speaking Andrew's language, man. You know, he, he's got a little bit of everything, a little day trading going on. He's, he's doing the cards. He's a top shot multimillionaire now. So he's got to have the brain firing, the synapses firing, the neurons. Yeah. Boom. All the time. All things he's that. Got. I was a morning exercise guy. You know, I was always 8, 9 a.m., probably yep. close to 9, 30 but now I've picked up like a Timothy Sykes day trading class course and day trading starts at 9 a.m., right? So it's cut yeah. into my exercise and it, it, my exercise has fallen off and I could see how I'm not as disciplined with my decision-making in the stocks. I'm chasing, I'm impulsive, and I believe it stems from those morning habits. I really do. But I'm curious for you, Ant, like you're doing a ton of things, right? You're running a gym. Yep. You're young, you're enjoying life. You're opening yeah. this cards and culture store. How, how have you balanced that? You know, how have you scaled up? Are you growing your team? Are you like, t- tell us about that transition. Well, I already know the answer. He's, uh, he has, he's taken the taking care of fish time off the table clearly. And he's, he's devoted right. that to other things. That's exactly what it is. You know, it's just the priorities. You gotta make priority. You gotta make time for the priorities. That's it. Oh man. No, it's, it, uh, it, but it is funny that that's kind of the answer is, is, I changed my priorities up. I, I think, you know, it's funny. This The beauty, beautiful thing about this card market is, and it started as more of a release, a hobby, like, you know, a nighttime thing. And then, because I was all in on the gym, I'm opening a brick and mortar location. You know, you're doing a lot of things there. And, my, you know, I have a lot of money on the line with that. But then COVID hits, right? And, and you make a little pivot. And then all of a sudden your hobby becomes a little bit more of your full-time thing because I'm limited to in-person stuff. So my, I think my priorities changed. And once those priorities changed, but then when we got back in person, I had to be a little bit more in, in you know, my time was more limited. It was, I shut out the Netflix at night. I, I, I don't really watch anything. I'll have CNBC on in the background, but I'm coming home and I'm working on the card stuff, you know, and it's, a little bit more discipline that way, but, and then it's strategic timing of naps and meditate. I know it's going to sound spacey for a second, but I am a meditator. I do take time to sit down and meditate and do guided meditations and these things called yoga nidras where it's like, you're letting your body relax, but you're, you know, you're still awake a little bit, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's really important when you are putting your brain, your mind, your body, there is a lot of stress. You're putting things on the line, you know, there's, um, it is important to take those moments. So I think one prioritization and then prioritization of the right things like like sleep and, and meditation and centering and that kind of stuff because you live in a crazy world where you're on your phone and communicating and doing a lot like all day every day so taking that time to yourself is huge and then I, I'm lucky like I said I have a girlfriend that's awesome she I, I get to travel to Brazil while she's training like twist my arm fine I'm going to a beach on Brazil like you know so I, I I'm lucky I, I guess I'm lucky to have that kind of escape and stuff so like I get a lot of boxes checked you know as just part of my daily life so it's nice as a high achiever and I've, I've heard this from a lot of high achievers and by no means am I qualifying myself as a high achiever. I'm aspiring high achiever, but it, 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 they always bring this comparison. And I think it makes sense as an athlete, 
you don't get stronger by going to the gym. You actually get stronger by recovering, right? It's the tearing of the muscles and then letting them recover. That's actually how you improve and get stronger. And as a business person, sometimes we forget about the recovery part. We forget about the exercise, the yoga nidras, the meditations that allow you to recover and be your more optimal self. So I appreciate you saying that because a lot of people, you know, are like, with the hobby blowing up, people are 100 miles an hour, right? They don't want to miss the moment. But sometimes right. taking a little step back and making sure that you're, like you said, prioritized, super valuable. So I think that's a great lesson for the audience. Yeah, thank you. And, and it really is. And, it, and, it, and I get that sometimes. And that's literally what, why I have to center myself is I do feel like I want to catch up. But if you really, you know, center yourself and really get back to the moment of understanding, like I said earlier, it's a game of abundance, the more people that are in it, like, you know, the better it's going to be. So everybody's going to win. And as long as you're there to connect with people and to do it for, for that kind of stuff, that's another thing too, is you know, this, this kind of stuff makes me happy. I'm lucky that I, I have found stuff that literally makes me happy. I can make money off it, but this is technically work for me right now, right? This is marketing. This is, but I'm also connecting with two individuals that make me really happy for the hour that we connect, right? I'm laughing. I'm also in a, I've never, it's, I'm having a conversation that I wouldn't have been able to have 20 years ago in this hobby. So for me, it's literally like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen today. Like, I love that shit. I love waking up. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying not to curse as much on your guys' podcast, but, um, you know, it's, it's, that's what I tell Brandy all the time is like, I don't know what good thing might pop up today. What athlete I might be able to collaborate with somebody who's going to connect with us here, who I'm going to connect with in the hobby, what card I'm going to sell today or what card I'm going to buy today. Like it's just a fun time. So it's, it's able to find fun and not put so much stress and pressure on yourself to perform. But at the same time, like then your performance really like, you know, kicks off, which is ironic. So I don't know if that makes sense. It makes total sense. And for your listeners and for ours, don't turn this off because now I'm outnumbered. So are you by, uh, by Andrew and Anthony here, the elite athletes of the world <laughs> while we sit there listening to this episode with a beer in our hand or soda or, you know, bacon, whatever your, whatever your, your flavor of the day hey, is. If you're sitting hey, out there listening, before the show, okay. Nice. I'm listening <laughs> to these guys and you're saying, what was it? Was it Yogi Boo Boo? And Yogi, Yogi and Boo Boo, those were bears to me. That was like a cartoon bear. I don't even know what Yogi Boo Boo, what are you guys talking about? So if you're out there listening and they're like, I'm not doing yoga, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run my brain on the 7% that it's meant to run on and uh, just get fat and die one day, then you're okay that you just listen to me. I, I'm not an elite athlete and I never will be. And there's room for all of us in this hobby, guys. The elite athletes like Andrew and Anthony, who got to the pinnacle of their sport, Drexel Soccer and the major <laughs> leagues. And me, who, you know, the pinnacle of my sport was like Little League when I was like six. You know, so it's good stuff. Like, you know, there's room for all of us in this hobby. You, leave you don't need to be it's all about happiness. What about your memory, Cage? How come you don't act like, you know, being eighth in your law class is not an achievement? It's because you know, that's a nerd achievement. And it doesn't allow me to turn my brain off. And while at the same time, I'm awake and chant and drink kombucha and spread avocado toast you all over to my body. You hate kombucha, though. You hate kombucha? All right, we're friends yeah, again. We're friends. Okay, again. thank you. <laughs> All right. What else do I have to say? What else do I have to say? <laughs> not, well, listen, we could swing right into it. We'll see whether or not we'll be friends after this. But so I love the art. I love the art. You know, when Andrew said, what's your most recent purchase? I thought you were going to tell everybody you were going to admit to it on our show breaking news that you were the person who plunked down the $60 million for the Beeple <laughs> NFT. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> that's nice, crazy shit. But in any event, have you gotten into the nfts at all with you know top shot could be you know what we talk about have you gotten into that at all have you swung any of your 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 mental powers into that yet 
So I'm, I'm diving in in an ex- exploration way, I guess. Um, we're diving in as ca- Cards and Culture, Vito and I, we're designing different things and we're just understanding the market. We're doing it really slow. Um, so I haven't made any huge purchases. I bought a few like things for 20 bucks, 10 bucks, 15, you know, like that kind of stuff with, with the cryptocurrency. So I'm, I'm really new to the crypto, but I'm really enjoying the process. It, it is a really cool connectors world. I can kind of see the trends that are coming. And that's the, the you, you asked earlier, Andrew, um, about like in my business and my design. That's what I love is trying to understand trends that are going to be coming up, you know? So that's why I like NFT is like kind of seeing, all right, this, how does this apply to the collectibles world, to the athletes world, that kind of stuff. And so that's really what I'm doing in the NFT space right now. We have some accounts across different platforms. I've invested in a little bit of the crypto and I think the Ethereum play is really interesting because you need Ethereum just to do the NFT work, you know, or to mint it, to buy it, all this stuff. So I think even the supply and demand of Ethereum, I know it's more unlimited than it is, you know, like other coins and stuff. But I just think that that's really interesting. There's a lot of just interesting stuff that I'm educating myself on. So that's where we're at right now. But I think it's a really interesting market. I think it's here to to, to stay. And I think it's going to change the collectible market a lot because you're going to be able to, to do some more specific collaborations, things are going to be worth more dependent on different things that are more subjective, you know, um, which is really meta. And that's really interesting. So that like this whole space just really like is intriguing to me right now. So that, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't know if you guys heard the interview with Darren Ravel and whale he, whale is the, the account on top shot that owns he's ranked first and he's ranked fifth. So he's two accounts. Before the interview, I was like, this guy's savage. He's just like, he's crushing. He's making so much money. But what I actually found out is those moments belong to the whale community, not whale. And what whale did was they've created a whale coin, a whale coin NFT. And they've get, given those coins out to their early community adopters, the people that are part of their discord that have been with them since day one. So he's right. on behalf of that community. And all of those guys and gals that own whale coins, you know, you might own five, I might own two, Cage might own 25 because he was in earlier than us. They didn't buy those coins. They got them through a rewards program, similar to how you would go to a coffee shop and you'd get a stamp every time you showed up. Okay, so you're That's a right. part of the whale community and now whale is investing. And now whatever his portfolio is, let's say 50 million, well, they divide that equally by however many whale coins are out in circulation. So every one of the people in the community has vested interest in whale doing well. And that's what's the cool thing about NFTs. It's similar to me. I grew up in a small business. We had a coffee shop and we wanted to incentivize repeat customers, right? You're part of our community. They keep coming back day after day. So we gave them those rewards cards. And every time you bought 10 smoothies or 10 cups of coffee, you got a free one. I think NFTs are going to be the same thing. And it's not going to be, yeah, Beeple sold for 69 million, but that's not going to be the really the bread and butter of it. It's going to be like, yo, I love cards and culture and I love cards and culture coin. Uh, and you're going to be gifting people those coins for showing up at the store, spending $100 at your store, buying merch. And it's going to be a way to create community. That's what I'm excited for with NFTs. Well, I'm sorry to uh, do again. I, I, you got to be on, on this business with us, dude, because that's literally what we're creating. We're cre- I, I, I don't know enough. About, I didn't want to say that because I don't know enough about crypto to talk on it yet, but that's what we want to develop is I'm trying to hire some consultants to help us how we create our own crypto currency, like culture coin or something like that, right? Where it is a reward-based system. You stay on our platform, that, that exactly what you just described. So, but again, I, it's so new to me that I don't, 
I don't feel comfortable talking about it because I don't, I'm undereducated. So it's, it's, it's too early for me, but I, I, it's so interesting. And that's what I'm diving into right now. So I love it. Yep. Because people oftentimes get intimidated by new technologies, especially the ones they don't grow up on. But Cage didn't know what Bitcoin was. He played around with Top Shot and it clicked, right? So if you want to share a little bit of that, yeah, no, I mean, listen, the top shot was just the, the entryway for me. But I mean, we've had a million conversations about blockchain and specifically Bitcoin and the other coins. And, and I didn't understand, you know, hey, why why is Bitcoin itself worth something? You know, how, how's the value of Bitcoin track? Like, why is it 10,000? Why is it 20,000? Why is it 50,000? And, and Andrew would explain to me, it's blockchain. It has nothing to do with anything. It's just, it's it's frictionless and it's, it's, a, it's what you can build with it and it's how you can pay somebody through it. And, you know, you pay with, with Bitcoin, it's done. There's no, there's no backseas, there's no this, there's no bank, there's no third party in it. It's just a done thing and it's checked and it's verified. And, it's, and I didn't understand though, I, I got all that, but I didn't understand the whole, why would it be worth $50,000? Why is the coin itself? You know, I'm thinking a coin, yeah, thinking like you put it in a soda machine, right. you know, whatever. It wasn't until the 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 top shot, which was it's built on the flow blockchain, so not Ethereum, but a different type of blockchain, that I understood it. And now I understand the whole NFT space. Basically, for lack of a better way of saying it, these things have value because someone says they do. I mean, that exactly. is that is it because there's demand for it, and there's more demand for certain items, and the, and and it's it is like everything else. I, I, understanding blockchain, Bitcoin, you name it, is irrelevant. What I've said from episode one is that the card space, like any other investment space, is all about supply and demand. And this is no different. And that's really what it is. There's a demand for it with, with something like Bitcoin that's such a, a low supply. And you know, every time I see something, I, do, I dive in and do more research, crypto punks, it is the epitome of supply and demand, right? There's just exactly. none of them out there. And then you see one, somebody paid $7 million for one of the alien ones because there's only eight of them. Or, I mean, so so it really, like everything else, it comes down to, a, you know, just what's the supply and what's the demand for it. And go ahead. One, one added layer, and this will make sense. When we, Brand, right? We talked about that in the beginning, a trusted brand. Yep. What's the most trusted brand historically in the world? It's the U.S. government. So we've given them a leeway to print dollars to say, I trust you, USA. I know you're going to be here tomorrow, as Warren Buffett says, don't bet against America, right? And right. I trust that they're going to print money. Your dollar is going to be worth something tomorrow. It's no different. It really is no different. It's the same concept extrapolated. Uh, and I'm really excited for it. I'm really Well, excited. I want, when you finally get it going, I want a veto coin. So you tell him now, let's go. I want the first veto coin. I'm he's, in. he's going to be the face of the coin. It's just going to be the veto. Like, that's what it's going to be called. Or the Don. Imagine when you were playing pro, right? And you you had your fans. You had people that, you know, they were, they were your guys. They were your girls. They, they loved how Ant played. Well, wouldn't it be cool when you were going back and forth with them on DM and they were messaging you? You could send them a coin and those coins could be redeemed, you know, for autographed, uh, autographed signed balls by Anthony or your game-worn glove. Or, you know, before the game starts, you know, you walk them through the dugout and show them what it's all about. That's cool. And you get to reward your best fans. So, so how does that work? So if, so if this company, right, like, or if that, that whale company starts this coin, what do they, they, they say there's X amount of coins available, like, and it's just supply and demand. Like they get to say how many coins, how do you mine your own coins? Like, that's the thing where I'm stuck of like, I don't understand. So what they actually do is they teach their community how to mine coins and mine ah, okay, okay. Less about doing something and more about kind of the way I understand it. I'm no expert. Please don't DM me saying, Andrew, you're an idiot. <laughs> I'm learning on the fly with you guys. It's like 
hey, download this program and have it running in the background and for your work, for your energy, right? All of it is energy usage. So right now what's going on in the world is we're trying to make energy as cheap as possible so that we could mine all these coins. Let me use your computer energy, your Wi-Fi, so we can mine coins and you will get a reward for that. If we mine, you know, one coin, you'll get 10% of it. Something like that is the way I understand wow. it. Wow. Okay, okay. To do it. Wow. That's really so, interesting. Not to me. But, but <laughs> I'm sure smarter people than me will figure it out. It's all good. You give me like a bacon coin, forget it. You can use my computer. You can use my kids. You can use whatever you want. I'll just give me the bacon coin. I'll take it. Good to know. All right. I'm Nobody DM one. Andrew that he's an idiot. He gets too many of those from me. <laughs> I love it. You gotta love it. Just shift gears. So this week, PSA increased prices astronomically. People thought some people thought it was great for the hobby. Other people were like, "This is gonna cut out the the little man, the guy who, you know, you know, he'd buy ten, twenty, thirty dollar cards, send them in to get graded, was able to flip his way up that ladder." I don't know if you graded cards before. Do you have any take on that? Are you going to help people grade cards within your store? Do you want nothing to do with the grading companies? What, what's your take? You know, I, ha I haven't gone down that, that road because I actually haven't graded anything myself because I was so intimidated about it when I started doing this like a year ago, you know, like when I started opening fresh, I'm like, I probably have about 150 cards that are literally ready to go to PSA. But I just, I'm like, do I even want to send them there and not see them for eight months? Like it's one of those things, you know? So it's, that's where I'm at in the grading process. And I'm not, I don't know too much about it, but I do think it's unfortunate for the hobby, you know, for the younger kids that do enjoy that, like enjoy that moment of sending things there and, and getting them back, you know? So, but I, I think with anything times are changing. And so I, I, as much as we value PSA, I think that the world of collaborations and people creating their own things and their own brands, I think you saw it even with Trevor Lawrence. Did you guys see that where he did, his tops deal is a little different, right? So you might not even need to vary. Like people aren't going to care about the verification so much if it's more limited runs, it's produced by the athlete with the athlete, you know, it's like people might just use these as more sentimental cards. And like, I'm just interested to see how it, how it actually plays out. So, I mean, I think it's unfortunate in general, just because you have so many people have, that have a business dependent on this, you know, and like, whenever you do that, it affects their business. So um, from that standpoint, I, it's unfortunate, but I'm just interested to see how the, the hobby itself pivots. It's a great answer and a couple little ones. If you want to know my take on it, check it out. It was posted today on our website. Right. Nice. So I'll get a little blog on there, right? And hopefully you've signed up on our website. What's our website again, Andrew? You say it better than me. LucaNationNetwork.com. LucaNationNetwork.com. Hey, now, you got to love it. So check that out. You got a little written blog about how I hate the PSA price increases and how there are so many people who use that as their come up. You know, people in the last couple of years that are now – now you know not the bottom level of the hobby anymore that you know they've moved up to middle management in this hobby because they were able to flip a whole bunch of value subs use their sweat equity and buy low level cards and, and and grade them cheaply and flip them into something bigger and color up those cards and 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 you know actually make a little bankroll for themselves and and you know make a little headway in this hobby somebody coming in now can't do that and that's sad because that's a whole segment of, of, of what was building up this hobby. That was the bottom level of the pyramid, you know, rolling up into that middle level of the pyramid. I don't like how that went. But I will tell you, Anthony, that's the only person who's come into this hobby in the last year that has a stack of cards behind them that they were like thinking about sending a PSA. And that is going to be one of the offshoots of this, right? It's it's who's going to be able to take advantage of this change in the hobby now and and 
grab all of the people like you who have a stack of cards that they didn't send to PSA and that they're probably not going to send to PSA now because while the stack might have been worth it to send last year at $10 or $15 a card, they're not worth sending now at $50 a card. So what do you do with them? And I think you're yeah. going to see people send them to star stock. You know, people are going to send them in and, you know, get them graded A or B in star stock or right. one of these other companies. If they, if they don't want to sell them raw, they still want to go one of the other grading companies. Like we had on hybrid grading as a guest, you know, and, and uh, so that is interesting. And, and it's, 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 it, I should have put it in the blog. I should steal it from you and, and amend it. It is, everything's always changing, right? I mean, that's the only thing that stays the same is that things are always changing, right? right, right. So that, and this PSA pricing thing is, it's, it's, you know, it's no different, right? And it, and it really, there's going to be money made by those who are able to adapt to those changes. So I love it. I love the take. Are you on Starstock yet? No. Can you, can you guys, I, I know I've heard of it, but educate me a little bit on it. Kids, you go for it. You sure. just, well, just we'll get you on it. We'll get you just going from your purple to your pink to your silvers. <laughs> nice. So I did actually, um, and you know, <laughs> we're having some fun. I, I, I have, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta bounce off of here soon because we're, we're, we're hitting an hour. So I gotta get off here soon. I got, I, I got, I got another call. But so really quick on the star stock. One for your listeners and for you, we have a code Luca Nation where if you put five dollars in, you'll get ten dollars. So where where else are you going to get double your your initial investment? So go right ahead and, and utilize that, please. If you're a first time depositor, deposit five dollars and get ten. Star stock. Here's here is what they would tell you. They are a um, a f- almost frictionless, as close to frictionless, you know, marketplace for cards as you can get. Right. It is what I like to call almost an anti eBay. Right. So it is an it is an instant transfer ownership platform so you load up your card and you put what you want to buy it what you want to you know it goes in they intake it it's now in like a vault but it's it's in your collection but it's on their platform on a marketplace you just ship those hundreds of ship however many cards your stack of cards a thousand cards they intake them they log it in it's now on your collection you put in what it's for sale for someone clicks buy and it's now in theirs it's automatically transferred over there's no returns there's no shipping by you you ship it to them and they it's done now if the person who bought it wants that marketplace and it's a five percent fee for your sale right five percent so and then it's done there's no there's no backsees there's no like paypal returns there's no all kinds of problems there so I skipped a step. When you send it to them, they give it a, a grade. It's either going to be star stock A, B, or C for raw cards. And obviously, if it's graded, it goes in as a graded card. They take graded cards. They get a lot of really nice graded cards. Um, wow. You know, They do a review of it. And A's sell for a nice premium. They do. They sell for better than PSA 9, uh, a little less than a PSA 10. So it's kind of like they've come up with a way of grading your cards without waiting wow. for a year. And, yeah. and what I love about it is that People instant pay. transfership, right? It's not, oh, I sold it, but... I sold it today because somebody just had a great game yesterday. And then in a week, they haven't had a good game since the person wants to return it because it's not, they, yep. you know, they didn't have four home runs for four straight games. Right. So, <laughs> but you can't, you know what I mean? So it allows for almost like a day trading of these yeah. cards. You want to buy a guy before the game and hope that he goes up. I was doing that all football season. You know what I mean? Buy a guy early and he has two touchdowns selling during know. the game, yeah. selling of cards during the game. Um, so Starstock's a really cool platform for that. Um, and Do you ever allows- get the, the tangible card? Can you can you request yeah, for the tangible card? 100%. They'll ship you the wow. tangible card. So or if I just I trade for a card or, to, or or buy a card on there and I just because I love it, I can just get it to my house and it's yours. mine now. 
Yep. Or you can buy uh, one they grade as an A and they'll grade it for you. They'll do the PSA yeah. for you. They have like their own submission as well. Uh, I recently, what I did was I sent in about a thousand cards that were in my basement, you know, rookies, but guys yeah. who were like, you know, a buck, two bucks, three bucks, up to 30 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever they were, just a random yeah. assortment of things I would never list. I would never sell. And it took me some right. time. There was a little sweat involved, but I made 741 sales. Some as cheap as like 16 cents, you know, and right. they take a nickel and some, you know, like I said, 30 bucks. And yeah. I, I, I sold those cards that were in my basement for about $2,000. And I bought a Zion Prism PSA 10 and a Luca Prism PSA 10 with the basically with the cards that I had in my basement that were like, you know, Ferguson and like Thomas Bryant and like just, you know, oh red, God, yellow, and yeah. blues. So it's a great platform for that, man. It allows you to color up, allows you to do a lot of stuff. And That's really cool. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for that. Why I was asking you, because I think it's actually a perfect platform for baseball, right? So like take Kyle Lewis last year, right? You ripped Tops Packs. You don't know who Kyle Lewis even is. Right. Even when he does have a good run in the season, Kyle Lewis had a really good run. But let's say he has a good three, four, five, ten games. It's still really hard to sell on eBay. You have to go list it. You sell the card. The guy has the option to return it 30 days later. So you could only really sell good assets. But you have that on StarStock. You sent all of your uh, cards to StarStock that are $1, $2, Now that Kyle Lewis has a great week or a great month, you could capitalize that on that uh, performance and your $1 card becomes a $12 card. You sell it, you capitalize on his good week, you know, AL rookie of the month, and you turn that $12 into 25 and you keep trading up. Uh, and that's the true benefit. And I think with baseball season coming around, it's the perfect platform for this sport. Uh, yep. It's the closest thing you get to daily fantasy with cards. It's really cool. I love that. Yeah, that's like I'm really interested in that because like uh, when I first started Cards and Culture, I'm like that was the premise behind it was like why this is so I have all these cards and I have no liquidity with them and like you said, I don't want to wait 3 days, blah blah blah, I got to send it, you know, like all that shit. So that's what made me start diving into online sales and like it just happened to be um, you know, the way that it it formed into this, but that was like the first thing. So that's really interesting and that's like my first love of this is like almost day trading cards. Like I love that. Like, and like understanding why certain cards of the same player is worth a little bit more, you know, like that kind of shit. So like, this is, yeah, I got to dive into that. Check check it out and message us. And, you know, we have a group, you know, a couple of Instagram groups that are on it that just, you know, mess around on star stock. We put you in, you can, you know, ask questions, whatever it may be. If you have in your listening audience too, I got to jump off for your audience that's listening to this. Thank you guys. We're at, you know, Lucas tigers and bronze, the Luca tiger LeBron podcast on Instagram. Um, you know, come look for us, you know, Luca nation, network.com is our website you know we have a written blog on there sign up you're in good hands with anthony man he's got some vision and you know obviously he knows what he's doing so you know we appreciate you spending some time with us i gotta jump off you do not have to end now if you don't want please chat and but i gotta go <laughs> talk to you soon you're the man. You back on, you. man. anything yep. we can do to help with your business or podcast or anything you're doing please reach out we love you we'd love to collaborate with you in any way we can you're the man thank you so much take care see you Man, Brother, that, that was, was fun. Awesome. Yeah, that was great. Thank you. Good resource, good, valuable. You think your audience is going to enjoy it? Dude, it's going to fucking kill. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do my intro outro like on it and, and I'm going to put it on, uh, on our YouTube channel and everything, dude. That was great. There's going to be a lot of nuggets in there too that I'm going to pull out of there. That was great. Yeah. Thank you. Can, can you give us a heads up when you put it out? So it'll so probably don't... be Tuesday or Wednesday next week if I had to guess. Yeah how about we'll can should we can ours and then after you put it out we'll put it out a few days later okay that works yeah that works 
You don't have to can it. Yeah. I'm you guys can release it first. It doesn't matter to me, but either way, I'm, I'm going to release it probably Tuesday or Wednesday. So, um, and just pass it on to my people. And so if, yeah, your people listen to it, it doesn't matter where it comes from. So all good. Dude, have a good weekend. I really enjoyed this. You know, what's cool is you get to connect with a lot of different people, but there's not a lot of people that look like you in the hobby. There's a lot of it <laughs> and people come on and they want to make money, but the, and even the Dan Fleischmans who open stores, you know, they're like, they're nuts. You don't get the vibe from them that they love the hobby that much. No. I love how you love art and creativity and community. Uh, and are, this is just the vehicle for it. So yeah. it's super cool. And Thank you, dude. I, and that's, and uh, dude, it's been some of the most fun for me is, uh, and, and looking back on it, like I, I just learned a lot, but I wish I would have done this more when I was playing. So I feel like I'm catching up on a lot of, you know, the things that I missed out on, but it is nice to just connect and communicate and those kind of things. So it is cool. And, and, and again, being in the hobby shows me a different perspective and an appreciation for all you guys, when you guys supported me and when, you know, like all the, all the hobbyists really supported me and were on board when I was a good player and shit. So it's cool to just connect with those people and, and also like almost, you know, make things right with the community and stuff like that. So yeah, I appreciate you saying that it goes a long way for real. Thank you. The biggest thing I've realized, like I played college, I didn't play pro, uh, but I've realized there's a huge difference, not in the le level, no question. No, there's no question, but you're expected to be a marketer too, as a pro, right? Right. Right. You have to build your own fan base. It's not always the best player that goes and gets the huge contract. It's the best player who could also market himself. Right. Exactly. Yep. Cards are a way to market. Wait, market. Right? If you want to buy your cards. You have all this free marketing out there, you know? So, yep. uh, Sure, you might have missed it when you were a player, but I'm sure young guys come to you for mentorship. I'm sure you mentor LSU kids and you're able yep. to impart the things that you've learned about how they could also market themselves in 2020. So that, you know, if it's if, if it's a difference between, you know, a kid from LSU that you mentored or a kid from Bama going pro, but this guy has the marketing behind him. He knows how he's built a community of fans. He's going to win. Yep. Now uh, you get it, man. You really do. You see my vision. That may, that means a lot because that's exactly what I'm going for. And that's how I do make this right. As I do things for Jaden, you know, and different things like Jaden Hill is going to be hopefully the, one of the top five picks in the draft this year. But that's, that's exactly it, man. I live through these kids or at least like pass my knowledge to these kids. And like that way it makes me feel like at least I'm, you know, applying things that I learned and bettering the community, bettering the world. So I appreciate it, man. Yeah. 1999. I just like I'm born in 1999. That's crazy. Huh? Yeah. You were who? Jaden Hill. Jayden? I know. Uh, don't even get me started. I know. It makes me feel so, I'm like when I'm with him too, it's like it doesn't feel that that way, but then I'm like it is uh it's funny, man. It's crazy. 99. <laughs> Brother, I'm going to let you go. So this is going to record. It'll probably take like an hour and then I'll forward you the recording, just the Zoom recording, okay? Perfect. You're the man. Thank you. Have an amazing weekend. Thank you. Hey, can you send me the audio too, please? Cause I didn't record on my end just because like we, I just was going to take this. So if you could just get that, that would be perfect. Sure. Easy. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Peace, brother. All right, man. Have a great one. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.